Welcome to the Chirpin' Birds podcast. The Eagles are on a short week and so are we. We're going to combine this episode into a uh, post-game and a, and a pre-game uh, hybrid. So this is the, the first of its kind we've ever done. Uh, it's historic. And uh, before we get into it, uh, Mike, how are you doing? Doing good. How are you to make some history? Yeah, the... Uh, the uh, what is uh, uh, Brady's 0-3 in his last game, three games against us or 0-2 or something like that? Uh, uh, I think I saw a stat like that. Maybe that's completely wrong, but uh, that I was going to say. I think that. I saw the Eagles were like 5-0 and in their last five Thursday night games or something like that. Uh, okay, well, yeah, so that, that'll be making history. I was trying to uh, combine that with the making history thing, but – um, but before we get to the the Buccaneers game, the Eagles beat the Panthers somehow, some way, uh, twenty one to eighteen. Uh, the Eagles looked pretty much uh, completely hopeless on offense for three quarters. Uh, Jalen Hurts puts a uh, miraculous uh, fourth quarter together. Miraculous, um, not. I mean, he did play well, but uh, I say that more tongue in cheek of like how 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 did they uh, come back from uh, the the discombobulation of the first three quarters to, to win that game? Um, Jalen Hurst, 22 for 37, 198 yards, threw a horrendous interception, but uh, ran in for two touchdowns. So uh, had a, had a very nice pass for a two point conversion uh, late in the game. Uh, overall, the defense played pretty well, uh, very well. Uh, yeah. I, I think we can uh, maybe maybe let's start with the defense because I think you can uh, truly now we've seen them in five games chalk up the uh, two duds to just playing the top two uh, offenses in, in the league. I, I think that they uh, not that Sam Darnold is this uh, top tier quarterback or anything, but uh, they really held their own against uh, San Francisco as a formidable team. And uh, the Panthers were three and one coming into this game, whatever you want to make of their uh, early schedule opponents. But um, the, the defense really showed up. They had three interceptions. Fletcher Cox got his first uh, sack uh, after being uh, uh, really uh, criticized heavily going into the game. Uh, and you know, Alex Singleton got a roughing, uh, roughing, uh, penalty. So, uh, you know, you get the good with the bad, typical, typical Eagles. What, what do you make of the defense? Yeah. I thought the defense had a really like a, a very, very timely bounce back performance. I, I think, and it felt like this for most of the game, we were just like, uh, like this season's going to get sloppy. And I think the defense like really kind of stepped up and I wouldn't say save the season because that implies that like there is a season to lose. I think the expectation for the season should be development. And I don't really think that like there was never a real track in my mind of like this being a wasted season. I think as long as they give Hertz all the starts he can handle as far as his health and we get a good understanding of Sirianni that that's like a successful season. However, I think like this game really felt like it was like a fulcrum game and that like, if they lost this game, 
and then potentially lose to the Buccaneers on a short week. And then you're going out to, is it Las Vegas after yeah. this Thursday? And like, that's not an easy game, but I don't think it's like, I'd say that's like middle, middle of the road. Well, I don't know. There's, there's some bad, bad games on the back half of the schedule. So maybe it's like, maybe like a six or seven on the difficulty scale, but like he could easily be going one in uh, one and six there. So I think it was really important that the defense stepped up. Um, we really got to see uh, our cornerbacks make, make some big plays. Uh, the three interception, that's huge. You were trying um, to avoid saying big play right there, weren't you? I, I won't confirm or deny that. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, we saw Hargrave continue to just like manhandle uh, interior offensive linemen. It's nice to see Cox get his. And we also saw uh, Josh Wegg get another sack. So the defensive line. Don't undersell Ryan Kerrigan's first uh, statistic as, a, yeah. as an eagle. Hey, that was a, that was a TFL as well. So he showed up. Uh, he, he made his first stack count there. Yeah, but, I um, think they kept them in the game. Um, and like you said, I, I, I agree this season's the most important uh, thing this season is uh, development, but it's even I, I think it's tough to to see what you have um if if you are one in six and maybe the veteran guys aren't playing as hard and the team morale sort of dipping um and then you know who knows what happens uh one in one in six one in seven teams you know are are uh, uh are that bad for a reason uh you would think that Hertz's progression would uh be evident uh I, I would say that Hertz's struggles in in this game uh might have been more on uh, Sirianni's game planning which we go back and forth criticizing Sirianni and, and, and Hertz but um I I do think that the uh the consistent short pass screens um i saw a lot of uh jokes on twitter of like the game plan was just screen 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 throw a pick uh, which is what happened on that drive so um the, the game plan was questionable for jalen hurts so uh I, I won't i won't fault him uh completely i think that there needs to be a balance between sirianni's a rookie and, and hurts as a rookie but all all that's to say is if you're a one-win team through halfway through the season, uh, I I think that that can hurt uh, development, especially if you have uh, young players um, or, or players that are going to be on the team for a long time uh, on offense. Uh, you have Smith, Watkins, Sanders, Gainwell, uh, Dickerson, Mylotta. You have all these guys that are going to be here a while and they all need to grow together and, and win some games and get some wins uh, under their under their belt. So um, I think it's important to, to get wins. It'll be hard to evaluate Jalen Hurts at the end of the year if their only wins are against like, you know, the Giants and maybe the, the football team. So uh, I think getting a, a, a win out, out of division uh, is good. 
um, uh, playing well against San Francisco, a formidable team is, is, is good. Um, well, I guess I wouldn't say that they necessarily played well in that game, but they, they, it was theirs. They, they kind of, uh, gave away there, but, um, seeing Jalen hurts and, uh, against the variety of opponents, that's not just division teams. And while you're in a weak division, it is important. And I think this win, uh, gutsy win, a comeback win is important for his development. I think winning and development, uh, you know, go hand in hand, or at least accelerate, it accelerates his development uh, as they win games. So this is definitely an important win. Um, and then, you know, they're, they're in a short week, but uh, you, you have some uh, injuries on, on Tampa's end too, which we'll get into later um, that, you know, might pose favor favorably to the Eagles. But uh, what do you think of the uh, offense and the play calling against Carolina? Well, real quick, just because I didn't get didn't get uh, to mention a few of the, I guess guys that kind of popped on defense beyond kind of the the playmakers that we hear their names week to week. I think we saw um, we saw a lot more snaps for Davion Taylor, and I think like he's starting to make plays. And good to see for a guy who's so early in his developmental curve. Yeah, he had a so, couple of nice tackles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he he's starting to creep into. Uh, I'm not sure if he's quite into starting snap uh, in, in that neighborhood. It seems like Eric Wilson's starting to get phased out by him, and I think ultimately, like that's what you'd like to see, and you would like to see it on better terms because I do think some of that's Wilson performance related. But I think he had a good game. We saw Jannard uh, Avery make a few plays. It seems like he's kind of. Um, He's, he's now that um, the linebacker is kind of creeping up into the defensive line. It seems like Patrick Johnson's taking a backseat there. So, I mean, whatever you can get out of it, whatever you can get out of Avery, I think is good. I think that's just kind of a sunk cost. Like, forget about the draft pick. Whatever production you can get out of him, all the better. Um, Avante Maddox had, I think, probably like the most important non uh turnover play of the game like his uh his pass breakup like i think it was like just outside the end zone on a very deep pass should have or could have easily been a touchdown if he if he doesn't uh, chase down the receiver there that's a big play that if like I, I just think i thought it was a really key play that could have been forgotten just because it doesn't end in anything except a an ended down and the let's see i had one more um Oh, Teron Jackson, he's he's starting to get a few more snaps, similar to Taylor, and I think he had a at least a pressure too, and that's what you want to see out of your your rookie defensive end, especially with Brandon Graham out for the year. Yeah, a lot of guys. Uh, uh, Milton Williams is definitely in the rotation as well. Um, uh, I, you know, he might not be on the stat sheet, but uh, he seems to be uh, a young potential developing player uh pressuring on, on the inside of the defensive line there um but yeah so uh defense uh definitely stepped up uh after their um you know giving up 40 plus uh, points whatever it was uh, against kansas city so um the 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 criticism on jonathan gannon with the the no scheme um 
you know, maybe it just doesn't work against the best quarterback uh, and another top quarterback and two of the best offenses in the league. So uh, it'll, it'll uh, progress further. You have um, obviously Tampa is the defending Super Bowl champs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Gannon's uh, about to lose all that credit like within yeah. a few days. It's yeah, gonna so, get ugly again. <laughs> you know, the offense we're about to play this week is uh just as formidable as, as the uh two where we gave up over 30 points each game. So could get ugly on Thursday, but um at the same time, uh the the offense seemed to have uh found a rhythm in the in the fourth quarter. Um and uh, it, there, there are uh, there are some elements of uh, uh, the 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 play calling that we do see some growth from Sirianni. I mean, the the sneaking uh, Jalen Hurts sneaking the ball uh, in at the one yard line. Um, I think that that is uh, uh, some some growth after you know not being able to punch it in in against the 49ers and having more issues. Uh, later down the line i think that that was a solid uh, uh adjustment um the the deep pass to quez watkins i think uh you know taking maybe some more more shots with him is uh a potential um, addition t- to the offense that hasn't super been utilized that much uh, and then I, I wouldn't say they they ran the ball extensively i mean uh you know, Miles Sanders had 11 carries. That's a, a significant increase from uh, previous games. He only had a uh, 45 yards. So, you know, we're uh, getting small, small chunks out of uh, the run game, but uh, he, he has yet to really get going. Um, J- Jalen Hurts, you know, as I said, with, with the two rushing touchdowns. So I think that as, as the game went on, um, you know, Devonte Smith had the fumble, uh, but he's been solid. Otherwise, I think the the offense. You, uh, I don't. I don't really know what to make of the offense. Like sometimes I feel good about them, and sometimes I don't. So uh, I'm not sure if that's really all on the the game planning and the play calling, or if it's on Hertz. I mean, Hertz did make that really poor uh, throw that became an interception. He uh, zipped one into Dallas Goddard, should have been caught, but, you know, could have been an easier pass uh, for a wide open touchdown. They ended up scoring on the following play or two plays later. Um, What did you think of the offense? Yeah, I think. I think they're just going to have trouble against really good defenses this year. It's like they have they'll have no trouble beating up on like very soft defenses that they should have no trouble like moving the ball on and i mean we should say the panthers like we, we talked about this going into the game very quick uh defense with like a lot of playmakers um we should we should mention um they ended up moving Milata to right tackle keeping dillard at left and moving driscoll to right guard to replace herbig I was a little surprised by that, but it ended up working out well. Dillard had a really good game, and I think, I mean, he's surprisingly, like, a pretty bright spot so far with, um, as far as, like, young guys on the Eagles, which is just so funny considering, like, 
hearing how poorly things went at training camp and like people are like I don't care like trade them for literally whatever um my lad is first came back since his injury he got beat on was it back-to-back snaps from Hassan Reddick like that was just a brutal sequence because that that happened right after um the second slight interception I want to say and I was just like all right like now's the time and then they went three and out, but I mean, it's just, I, I think like we, we see so much happen at the line of scrimmage, like specifically screen wide receiver screens and against a man heavy team, like the um, Panthers, if you're, if your receivers aren't creating a separation quickly at the line of scrimmage, which is really hard because typically like they're right on top of you, not giving you much of a cushion. Like it's going to be tough to get a clean block just because everything's so tight in that traffic. And that's why we saw so many tackles, like either as the ball was arriving, which creates a dangerous play. If there is um, a dropped pass or like it pops up in the air. So I, I think I, there's just this has been an issue all season like there's just no in, intermediate passing game and I think it seemed like the wide receivers were having an issue creating space today there weren't like these big big just holes and I guess that's because they had so much success against a very zone heavy team so it seems like the Panthers just had a really good game plan for like expecting what the Eagles were going to do which was just like all right get up get up on top of them. If they're going to beat us, they're going over our heads. And on the one time they did it to Quez, they got a 50 yard completion. The other time when they tried to do it with Zach Ertz, which I thought was weird because he's, he's not even your fastest tight end. That was just an awful, awful decision, an awful pass and an awful outcome. Um, but to give the team credit and it did happen on very short fields because of uh, the interception, also the punt block, which we'll get to, I'm sure. Um, it rose to the occasion, and I think we saw um, very big plays, the product of, like, option, quarterback read. And I think that's smart to incorporate that into the offense just to keep um, keep a wrinkle and add that natural element to your quarterback's ability. Like, I think it's smart that they're – kind of sprinkling in those plays where the the, uh, the edge guy or the decision maker just has to make an immediate read and let the quarterback run or pass. So they they did well when it mattered, but for most of the game, things, things on offense were just, it was a very frustrating, like sticky defense or sticky offense. They just could not string together anything and I, I would like to see them incorporate more more of the running game just to get more productive results on those first or second downs because, like, if you get an incomplete, it's like, all right, it's second and ten, we're throwing on the next two downs, and then it's just if you get behind schedule, it's going to be a tough throw down. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Like, you, you go back and forth on what they did, what they did and do well and what they uh, don't do well and – um it, it's it's 
to, to me, the, this team feels like they have a lot of potential to be good. Um, you've seen like yet, yet again, there's a, a Greg Ward pick penalty. I mean, oh, you know, so uh, bad. A, a Get receiver. Greg Ward out of the red zone. Why is yeah. he in these red zone plays? There's another uh, red zone penalty that uh, draws back a touchdown, but you, you count up like the penalties aren't good, but the, the, the situation in which they occur is uh, a positive. And you, you know, this, these number of penalties uh, that have happened that have called touchdowns back uh, happen as a result of op- plenty of opportunities. Like the, the offense is getting a number of opportunities to score. Um, they're not capitalizing, but uh, for, for a, a rookie quarterback um, and a rookie head coach, they're, they're put in positions to, to score pretty consistently. Uh, granted, a lot of them get called back because of sloppy, but you know, it, it's both, uh, they're, they're well coached. They're well, they're, they're, they're in good position to score. And also they're poorly coached because they're so sloppy and they give up all these penalties. So it's like, uh, uh, and, and then you mentioned the sleigh interception and then the momentum killer uh on offense right right after that so it's like the these these patterns that have been happening week to week it's only been five weeks but uh are it's it's tough to pin down like this is what bad teams do this is a bad team or this is what good teams do uh and and they're doing it but uh you know i i don't know how I don't watch that many uh, Jacksonville Jaguars games, but uh, you know, I, I don't know how many uh, opportunities they have to score in the red zone and uh, how, how well they move the ball and, and this and that. So um, the, these re- actual bad teams, I don't, I don't think the Eagles are an actual bad team. I think they're pretty much a mediocre team because they uh, can be really bad and they can be really good. Uh, they seem to, never be solid or, or average. And maybe that's just the result of a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. But I think as far as Jalen hurts goes, uh, consistency is the biggest thing because he's, um, proven that he can uh, take over games and last, last, uh, fourth quarter was a very gutsy performance. Uh, you saw a lot of quotes after the game, a lot of the players saying he, he was talking on the sidelines, like it's our game to win. We're right there. Um, not, like don't give up all that stuff. Um, and, and he led them to victory. And I think his leadership really, um, shined, uh, against Carolina. So, um, mm-hmm. I don't really know where I'm at, uh, as far as like, it, are the Eagles good or, and poorly coached or are they not good and somewhat poorly coached at points and well coached at other, I, I don't, I don't really know, but, um, uh, I guess the the question is is what what's your assessment of the team overall at this point in the season five games in? Yeah, that's a good question. I think <clears throat> so. Like overall, I think I think like I feel <clears throat> the it's like they kind of reversed roles from the Chiefs game, like coming out of the Chiefs game, I was like, all right, the offense, like, albeit against, like, a pretty pretty awful defense, like, they strung together a very cohesive offense and they didn't have to use their punter. The defense was the opposite. This week, the defense stepped up 
Uh, they made Darnold turn back into a pumpkin. And then on offense, even against a good defense, I think they took like a clear step back. But on the other hand, I do think you have to weigh in that. Like, I'm not sure if you would count. Like, I know technically it was a fourth quarter comeback for Jalen Hurts, but so much of that was off of turnovers and short fields. But it was a fourth quarter comeback on the road as an underdog. And I think like overall, like that has like real equity in um, a young quarterback and a first time head coach. So it's kind of like, I, I feel like I, I would feel similar or I do feel similar to uh, how I felt after the 49ers game, which was like, all right, we beat like a Falcons team that maybe people didn't realize how bad they were but we hung with a pretty good team and our, our flaws are very clear. We're, the team is very undisciplined. The offense can look gummy real quick, uh, but the defense has a lot of, not a lot, but they have a good amount of like very clear playmakers and the offense is in the process of developing. So I think what that leaves you with is kind of a, a team that's not like I would say clearly above the bad teams and I would say like solidly in the middle of teams who are like rebuilding or retooling and I think that's kind of my expectation coming into the year and I think the hump that they'll have to overcome the rest of the season and into next season is becoming a competitive team that will be able to make a playoff push and I, I'm not there yet for the team like that's why my expectation is a team that will win seven or eight games. And I think they're like right on track for that, especially knowing that right now they're going through the toughest part of their schedule and there's some softies coming later in the season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, 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 I agree with all that. I, um, I, I think that I, I do expect them to compete and be competitive and uh, have give themselves a chance to win. Um, you know, going in the Chiefs game, I thought they had no shot. Going into the Cowboys game, I I thought they I was very confident. So, uh, you know, it's a it's kind of like a question of um, who who shows up. Um, one one unit that did show up and has shown up consistently is a special teams unit through the first three quarters. Uh, the the punter and the and the kicker, uh, Aaron Sippus and Jake Elliott were, were the best players on the field for the Eagles. Um, Jake Elliott's been very solid this year. I feel like no one's really talking about that because the the new coach, new quarterback, a lot of new new players and some significant injuries in the Lane Johnson situation are all kind of, you know, circulating, but uh, Jake Elliott had a down year last year and uh, he's been very solid this year. Sippus is a rookie punter. I'm not a punter expert, but uh, he's had a number of really great punts. Uh, he's, he, he's did, been, he did have a 16 yard punt. I don't know what happened there, but uh, yeah, he had one. One that I'm sure he he would like to kick yeah. again, but for the most part, he has been a guy that has salvaged some field field position, even though that quickly goes to waste 
on most games. Yeah. And uh, uh, and then TJ Edwards with with the block uh, the blocked field goal or punt was it yeah. field goal? Uh, blocked blocked punt. It was a punt, yeah. So um, you know that, I, that if if you look at the win probability uh, over the course of a game, like that is that is the key inflection point in the game. That's that's when the, I'm pretty sure the Panthers were favored the whole game up to that point and then just skyrockets for the Eagles. So uh, without a doubt, the play of the game, um, Sean Bradley was the one who recovered it, right? Yeah. Temple. And yeah, against the rule, no less. Um, it was a weird, uh, a weird punt block recovery because he, he like, I, he said, or he like tweeted after the game that like there was a, a funky bounce and that's why he didn't scoop and score but like regardless he just got to try because unless unless the um the buccaneers recover it and run it the panthers oh, sorry yeah i'm already thinking about this week <laughs> yeah unless the panthers somehow recover which is extremely unlikely like it's just it's a turnover on down so um that's just something that you want to you know, finished finished a great play essentially because I think that could have been a nice touchdown there. But yeah, Michael Clay so far, special teams has been showing up more than last season. Um, I want to say was it this past week that Rager had a he had a return, or was it uh, the week before? He got to like the forty either yeah. this past week or the one before. Rager had a bad game. Yeah. I remember like for the first eight minutes, it's just like any negative outcome you could for the most part directly attribute it to him. I think Hertz was like three for four at negative one yards at one point. Yeah. So um, you know, and that could be the the play calling with those those quick screens, the 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 bunch the bunch uh plays on, on one side with the screen, the receivers block um that don't go anywhere. Um uh, and how uh, I uh, this is at least my final thing on the game. Uh, what's your concern level on uh, Miles Sanders going out of bounds not once but twice with uh, less than two minutes left? Yeah, that was, I mean, that was just so bad. Like, he he has to know better in that situation. So, that I don't like, I just cannot put it together like if he just felt like he couldn't safely get down which doesn't make sense i don't know like he knows the situation like it's his third year in the league and it's not even like an nfl thing like he's played college football he's played high school football like at every level that's that's the strategy when you're trying to let the clock run out so i, I would say yeah my, the, i'm curious what his standing is in the running back room it seems think, like they like gain well just as much, if not more, right now. Yeah, I mean they definitely trust him more on passing downs, and yeah, I imagine Sanders himself is frustrated, and I think the team has a right to be frustrated with him after uh, running out of bounds to stop the clock and like a key possession when they're just trying to end the game. That was one of the more, I'd say, probably the most puzzling things from the whole game that and the greg ward thing i was just like what are you doing greg yeah 
Well, uh, they came away with the victory nonetheless, uh, some way, somehow. So um, looking forward to uh, Thursday night. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday night. Uh, uh, the, the Eagles uh, take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. They are currently uh, seven-point underdogs at home. Um, uh, so the, the, the significant injury report, um, right now, uh, Lane Johnson still out with the personal thing. Uh, Jason Kelsey saw, saw a, uh, report. Jason Kelsey, uh, mentioned that he, he spoke with Lane. He's thinking of Lane, didn't elaborate further. We still don't know what the deal is with that. Uh, Derek Barnetto had the ankle uh issue uh was limited jason kelsey was limited with a foot thing and uh just general rest um and the most significant um uh news transaction type deal is uh dallas goddard's been placed on the reserve COVID 19 list so he likely will not be eligible to uh play on thursday night i'm not sure is that do do we know if it's uh he he tested positive or he was in close contact or they don't reveal that stuff i don't think they reveal that but yeah either way he has to have two negative tests between like spaced out 24 hours between now and thursday and i think the likelihood of that is very very slim considering today he was put on the list so i think it's all but official that he won't be playing this thursday yeah um, so the Buccaneers come to town uh, for week six matchup. They're four and one. We're two and three right now. The, the Bucs have beat the Cowboys, Falcons, Patriots, and Dolphins, and their one loss was to the Rams. Um, uh, so, you know, the, they're a very uh, formidable team. They're one of the best teams in the league. They have uh, the best quarterback of all time. Who, Super Bowl uh, defending super they're defending their super bowl um they do have a number of uh injuries though um uh, especially on their defense um uh sean murphy bunting and carlton davis to their cornerbacks are on the ir antoine winfield jr uh didn't participate in practice uh due to a concussion he might be out rob gronkowski's out um with a with a rib um and uh you know tom brady had the the thumb issue um or the wrist issue whatever it was uh this yeah his hand his hand was wrapped uh so you know he he might not be totally 100 percent uh going into the game the eagles uh definitely have their work cut out for them uh you know, they're, we mentioned the, the good defensive performance we just had. Now they have to deal with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, and that's just their receiver core. Not that, you know, Leonard Fournette is, uh, the, and, and, uh, who's the other one, Ronald, Ronald Jones, Jr. Yeah. I think is their other running back. So, you know, they yeah, have he some and Giovanni Bernard, I think oh, yeah. Jones is, He's kind of been up and down in his snaps. Yeah. So. Well, either way, they have a they have a three solid uh, running backs as well. So, um, uh, and they have a very solid offensive line. So it's going to be real tough for the defense today. 
Um, I think they saw the over-unders 52 and a half. I would guess that uh, the, at least the Eagles defense will give up a, a decent amount of points. Um, and if the offense comes to play, I mean, the, the, the Buccaneers defensive line is one of the best in the league. Uh, teams don't really run the ball against Tampa, but their secondary is banged up. Uh, and I think that, you know, they, the Sirianni loves to pass. Jeff Laurie loves to pass. So I think that we might see a bit of a skewed uh, game plan again, but uh, you know, for good reason, if, if you're facing a, a you know, specific uh strong strong uh defense against the run uh team like the buccaneers so uh yeah but what are your initial thoughts going in this game are you are you uh cautiously optimistic or do you think that's uh, another gonna be another cowboy situation uh do you think they pull it out somehow so yeah i would definitely say like the defense will have a very very tough assignment um <clears throat> Who knows? Like, I know Tom Brady will be playing this Thursday, but maybe there is some residual effect on his hand. He is a, what is he, a 43-year-old on short rest? 44. 44 on short rest. Um, so maybe, like, maybe his pass isn't looking as crisp as it usually is. I'll be curious to see what they do with Slay. Uh, Slay did a very excellent job shadowing dj Moore last week I, th I believe that's the first time in the gannon's defense that he was truly shadowing the team's number one receiver so i'll be curious which one they assign slay i mean maybe it's chris godwin i think i don't know if like who they would even put on mike evans since he's just a giant human being but yeah, I just don't know. Like when if they if they go into eleven personnel and they just have Evans, Godwin, and Brown, like that's just going to be a tough assignment, no matter who your cornerbacks are. Um, Rob Gronkowski, it seems like he's a game time decision. I think if he's playing out there, even if he's not the most like spry athlete that he once was, he's still like a playmaker that Brady trusts a lot. So, that, I mean. I think if he's inactive, that might be like a marginal win for the Eagles. I wouldn't worry too much about Fournette. I think any similar to uh, the Chiefs game, like any 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 uh, snap that Brady wants to hand the ball off, I would I would say is a win for the Eagles. So it'll be like kind of a test to see how long the defense can keep keep the game within reach. Their offensive line very very stout um it'll be up to hargrave and cox to kind of burst through that middle i feel like yeah i mean if with with all these weapons i would imagine gannon would run two high safeties uh, and with our linebacker group that you know doesn't instill confidence so even if fournette and uh, Bernard aren't the strongest, uh, and even if uh, Gronk plays, uh, aren't the strongest um, running backs, uh, uh, and Gronk being the tight end, uh, you know, they could still have a lot of success running the ball and, and establishing the run as, a, you know, cliche and all that. Um, 
would would definitely open up the field and uh, create more optionality for for Brady to go to the receiver. So uh, I I can see even though they're not necessarily that that strong of a running back uh, group, I I can see them having a lot of success uh, considering our lack of success against the run this season. And also the, the fact that they have three, you know, besides Dallas, probably the best receiving group in the league. Yeah. I, I would even just say like outright, like I would take them, I would take that trio over any, over any group, especially factoring in the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, we should mention uh, between Arians and Brady, they're very aggressive with their downfield passing. So, similar to the chiefs, like, is Brady just going to be happy to check it into whatever intermediate uh, zone the, uh, the split safeties are leaving? It sounds like, I mean, not that the, not that the Patriots like really need a formula to beat the Eagles, but they can just look at the chiefs game and be like, all right, do it, do what Mahomes did uh, with Hill. The Buccaneers. Sorry. Yeah. The Buccaneers. <laughs> And this is what happens when we talk about more than one team in an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Just all goes sideways. Um, yeah. It's going to be a tough assignment. I don't see, I don't see any way the, the defense can hold this team to less than 30 points, which takes me to, or do you have anything else on the offense? No. Well, Buccaneers offense. Um, looking at the Buccaneers defense, they just got a very, very strong defensive line. Um, they have Devin White. It seems like um, Avante David, he, he's out. He won't be playing. That's a pretty big piece for them, their linebacker. Uh, Antoine Winfield, it'll be interesting to see if he passes the protocol. Um, and you mentioned they're missing their, I believe, two of their starting cornerbacks. So I think uh, between the safety and the cornerbacks, I think the biggest deficiency on their defense is their secondary. So that kind of takes me back to the 49ers game, which was got a very stout uh, front front seven and their, their secondary is kind of weak. It seemed like the Eagles tried to uh, use that to their benefit and week two and it didn't go well. So, I mean, I think that's kind of the, the rough game plan you got to follow is kind of attack. Got to trust your offensive line to keep that defensive line at bay and see, see if you can get any um, big chunk plays and just see what you can make of it. I would like to see more Quez snaps and targets. I think I want to say the snaps, like they're starting to, become closer and closer like Rager's not getting the lion's share that he once was and Quez is steadily increasing his presence so hopefully we start to see uh the tandem of Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins because I think that do even though they are a little on the wanky side I think they've proven that they can beat cornerbacks and just get behind it and we've seen that Hertz can make that throw I think it's just you know getting again a rhythm and those can be your downfield guys doesn't sound like Goddard will be playing which is a shame because they'll be without one of their key linebackers so who knows maybe maybe we'll see some uh run game here 
Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you as much success as, as you can have, maybe it's uh, more screens. Uh, Gainwell may, might be more involved than, than Sanders is in, in this game, but I think it will be hard to run the ball. I can understand them not trying to, as most teams don't uh, against this defense. So uh, I think uh, with the added uh, mobility of, of Jalen Hurts to the run game, that, that will um, cause, cause a wrinkle. I mean, just thinking about their, uh, their wins, uh, you have the, the Cowboys in week one, you know, Dak can, Dak can move a bit, but I wouldn't say he's, uh, like Russell Wilson, uh, Kyler Murray level or, or anything like that. Uh, then you had Matt Ryan, Mac Jones, and, uh, what was the, the Dolphins that was at Brissett at the time. So, you know, they haven't really played uh, mobile quarterbacks. Um, even I wouldn't say Stafford's uh, the most mobile quarterback there that, you know, in the league. So I think Hertz is probably uh, a, a quarterback mold that they haven't really uh, faced this year. So that'll be interesting to see if they, uh, you know, have any holes running a, a contain on Hertz while, uh, you know, defending the run. So uh, I think, I think that there, there might be something there, but overall, I think they'll, if, if they win or if they stay in it, I think it'll be uh, through the air. Yeah. I mean, I think what they, what they have to do is not what, like, I would say, like the doomsday scenario for this game getting ugly is what happened in the Cowboys game, which is when you're trying to like keep up with a very uh, efficient, productive uh, offense, like don't get one dimensional because the second you get one dimensional, you get predictable. And that's when the turnovers start to happen. That's when you get even more one dimensional and even more predictable. And that's like, we don't want to see that nosedive performance like we did against the Cowboys. And I think maybe like you got to run despite your plans sometimes and you got to break those um, tendencies just because like it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to help your, your young quarterback to just drop back and throw for uh, like drop back 40 times throughout the game, because you know that there's going to be some errant throws or some, there's just going to be issues over, that amount of tosses. So I think you just, they just need to run the ball at least a little bit more, if not like clearly more. And I think sometimes you're not going to see the results of it, but it's a shame because clearly the Buccaneers have a great run defense, but you just can't drop back and throw for the amount of times that they have been through most of the week so far. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll see what uh, what kind of game plan if if there is a, a coherent one uh, on Thursday night. Um, but uh, let's let's get to predictions here. Um, uh, I'll uh, I'll go first. I think the uh, defense uh, the the defensive line will have a, another strong game. Uh, even though they're they're facing a, a strong offensive line, 
I think uh, they'll they'll play better than expected on a on a national uh, night home game there. And um, I won't I won't give a sack prediction, but I think they'll they'll have a number of uh, hits on Brady. I think Brady will be a little um, you know having to to run around and avoid pressure and might get knocked down a few times, get get frustrated in the way that he does when he gets hit. I mean that's that's how you beat Brady, anyways. Is uh, yeah, you have to get to him. Yeah, I think with a prediction like that, you would be feeling pretty optimistic if uh, your defensive line's getting through that pocket. Um, my first prediction: Derek Barnett and Ryan Jansen will get offsetting on sportsmanlike penalties. I feel like whenever I'm watching. Uh, the Buccaneers, like Jansen is just doing some sort of cheap shot and he's just like, he's, he's one of the, he's one of the easiest flags in the NFL. He's kind of like, it's kind of like the NFL's Dwight Howard, just like, he's just out there like mobbing people. And I think Derek Barnett, maybe, maybe Derek Barnett is the, uh, the reacting party. And I think, I think that's kind of, uh, put it, put it in the bank. I'm calling it. All right. Um, I think, uh, or sorry, my second prediction will be an Eagles uh, receiver, and I'll include Zach Ertz in this, um, will have uh, two touchdowns. There will be a receiver with two touchdowns. You like making these claims, but not getting specific. Fine. Devontae Smith will have two touchdowns. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, just you know, own it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think predicting a, a, you know, there will be two rushing touchdowns last week, and they're both hurts is uh, still uh, a good guess, even though you're not specific saying it's it's hurts. They they haven't been running the ball. I think that's bold to say that they would have two rushing touchdowns, but uh, yeah, but whatever. All right, uh, this goes back to what I was mentioning early. I'm not sure how or who they can um, put on Mike Evans, but I have him getting three touchdowns. He's just going to have a big day. He's going to moss some poor cornerback for the Eagles. Um, Okay, my third prediction is Jake Elliott will hit a 50-plus yard field goal. Nice. I don't have a third one, but I'll make it up right here off the cuff. I will say that Marcus Epps gets called for a targeting penalty on Leonard Fournette. <laughs> They're like very inconsequential uh, uh, predictions. <laughs> hey, hey, but they are specific, so you got to give me credit right. for that. They should hey. call it the the, spe- the specific prediction segment or something. We, we should say, I think, like, we haven't gone over this every week. Like, we haven't really revisited our predictions. But I, I am going to, like, claim a victory for last week's prediction of Darius Slay getting his first interception of the season. Yeah, that was, that was right. Yeah, thank you. All right, who's your player? It's about time I got some credit around here. All right, fine. Uh, Who's your player of the game? All right, so player of the game, I got Quez Watkins, four catches, 110 yards, one touchdown. 
I think he could make up maybe like 80% of that yardage on one play and maybe he gets the three screens. So I'm hoping he can sneak behind a weak secondary and Hurts connects on a deep ball. Um, I can't say I, I didn't have the same player of the game, so I'll, I'll switch mine to... Uh, oh, did you have it? Yeah, I had Quez Watkins. Run with it. You don't got to change it. All right. Well, I was I didn't have a full stat line for him, but I have like a... Uh, he'll have a 60-plus a yard reception. Um, mm. And I think he'll have like a, a breakout type game. Like this might be the, the Quez game. Uh, but we'll see. It's not looking like likely with with the game planning but i think uh as i said earlier with like sirianni kind of growing and learning from uh past play calling mistakes i think getting quez more involved uh is is one of those uh things that he can do to show you know signs of of growth or signs of uh you know making those adjustments so i think quez having a good game will be emblematic of that and uh the fact that he would have had a good game is uh a plus for Hertz's development, Sirianni's development, and then the overall team, and obviously Quez Watkins' development. So uh, as far as the final score prediction, what do you got? I have Eagles 17, Buccaneers 31. That is not covering for all you math guys out there. Um, I have the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 35, Eagles 24. Also not covering. Not covering, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think the Eagles will score. You know, that I think you can uh, leave that game uh, sort of uh, with a, you know, whatever with the defense. You're playing one of the best offenses in the league with the best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks. Uh, the best of all time, whatever you want to say. Um, and uh, you scored 24 points on the defending uh, Super Bowl champs. Uh, so I think that that's a moral victory, um, similar to the Chiefs game. But uh, I, I don't anticipate it being similar to the Chiefs game where it's like you could have had the game. I think the the Buccaneers are a, a little more uh, solid uh, right now. So uh yep that's that's my prediction you got any final thoughts yeah let's let's end on two positives um so i believe it is if the season ended right now the eagles would have the fifth sixth and tenth overall picks and first round of this year's upcoming draft next next year's upcoming draft and um the good news is that number 10 is the eagles so the worst first round pick we have is our own and the dolphins lost this week to the buccaneers they're now one and four um i think tua is coming back this week so i mean they're in a hole and i don't think they'll be making like some big sudden push of like a good team and also last night's a monday night football game was one of the most entertaining games in recent memory just on its own. But if you add in the layer of rooting against Carson and the Colts, it might've been one of the best games ever. The game was just magical. Yeah. And Carson looked good too. So yeah, 
that was I mean, the, the dream scenario for for eagles fans carson looking well uh looking like he's 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 well the the broadcast kept saying how he was like he came to in, in indianapolis this broken player physically and mentally and he's been rebuilt and this and that i still think he's like you know i think he's back to like solid carson wentz for him he still like holds on to the ball and uh has some air and throws and um, oh yeah you still see his face. awful habits like yeah like so. on one of on one of those plays where he was getting pressured he made like a kind of like a last ditch like toss play as he's getting tackled and it's like as an eagles fan you i don't just, miss you've, that you've seen that so many times you're like all right i'm not gonna let that bother me emotionally because he's no longer my quarterback <laughs> but um yeah i mean do you think that there's any possibility um that the colts could bench him for non-performance reasons this season no i mean unless there's a vaccine related thing um i i, I right don't let's think... assume that he's healthy and there's no issues yeah no i mean i think playing the way that he played last night uh was is good enough to to win and uh you know the 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 defense um let you couldn't get a stop i mean they're they're playing against lamar jackson so you know that's probably why but uh it wasn't all on carson carson gave him a chance to win the the kicker missed two field goals i mean their kicker was hurt that's unfortunate but uh the the game was there carson led him uh with what less than 40 seconds left down into field goal range and it was a makeable field goal i think it was 40 47 yards or something like that Ooh, that, um, that garbage penalty on uh tavon young for, yeah oh so bad they, yeah. they they need to review those like i know like we don't want them to, to be reviewing like innocuous stuff but like the the Doyle's guts of the game smashing his helmet yeah. in the ground like if you're going to call a game changing play at that point in the game, like I mean, Jack Doyle make... flopped too. Yeah, that was, I mean, not only did he flop to earn the flag, but he got in like a very clear, cheap shot. Yeah. Like to right the helmet, yeah. to the head. Like that's, it's always that's the, the NFL... second guy. It's always the yeah, retaliation. Yeah. And it's, I don't think that's fair, especially at that point in the game. Yeah, Cause like, not. what do you expect young to do in that situation? He just got his, helmet like knocked in the ground after the play it was just awful yeah but uh yeah carson played well enough gave him uh, ample uh, shots to win and uh they they have a, a a jags game a texans game coming up or i think two texans games or something like that so you know they have some winnable games they'll win some games uh so i, I the, think the titans aren't doing well themselves yeah the, that whole the, division's kind of a mess kind of yeah. like the new nfc east yeah that division's definitely worse than than the east not by much but uh yeah but i do think like it is like it's not something that isn't being talked about i think not obviously not by like the decision makers but like i'm sure there's plenty of colts fans saying like all right we're one and four call the season bench the quarterback and i think maybe they're not aware but the last time Wentz got benched he demanded to be traded so i'll be curious to see what reich and ballard 
if they would be willing to salvage that pick and skirt the protections at the risk of deteriorating their relationship with the quarterback that they just traded for. I, I think I, it's like a very interesting case study because like, what do you value here? I feel like they, they, it's, it's different, but like you, you saw what happened at the end of last year when the Eagles put in Nate Sudfeld on a flexed primetime game, uh, and that was for to, half to of tank. the last game of the season. Yeah. So I, I, I can't imagine them benching Wentz to save the pick this early in the year. Uh, they're they're going to have a couple wins. They're they're going to be in the wild card. They'll probably be like the bottom of the hunt. They'll be in the hunt through like uh, like Christmas. We'll we'll see like the playoff picture, and I'll have the Colts as the last team in the hunt. Uh, so I, I think as long as they're you know five five six wins um coming into the last four or five weeks uh i don't know if that math checks out uh but you know i i think carson's playing too well for and giving he the bottom line is he's giving them a chance to win and they didn't lose because of him last night and this has been like the 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 Wentz wagon argument for so long is like he gives you a chance to win he does some boneheaded stuff but like He's definitely good enough to like win as long as, you know, X, Y, Z doesn't, doesn't go wrong. Like your, your kicker injures his hip or the defense, like can't stop Lamar Jackson. I don't know. Something like that. But, if I was yeah. a decision maker for the Colts, I, I would like, I would look at the games remaining on the schedule that I felt very confident were wins that like my defense could kind of take over and let the backup quarterback kind of, take the majority of the snaps and I, I would I would let that roll. I would bench once and bring him in for like key moments or when he really needed to make a comeback. And I would just slowly start to shave off the snaps in games that they felt more comfortable in. Just so, move away. So they're they're they have Texans, Niners, Titans, Jets, Jags. So of the next five, they have Texans, Jets, Jags. You know, that's probably three. They probably go three and two. Then they have Bills, Buccaneers. That's tough. Uh, Texans, Patriots, Cardinals, you know, uh, Raiders, Jags. So, you know, just just looking at the schedule now. That you sounds like 500 to me. One, two, three, four, five, you know, at least five, five, maybe six wins there. So that's seven, that's seven wins, six, seven wins. So, you know, I think they'll, they'll, they'll probably, probably finish like under five, but I don't know who, who knows what will happen if they beat the Patriots and the Raiders, that's two more wins. Great. Who knows what the what'll happen with the Raiders? I mean, we we play them after the the Buccaneers, but um, obviously with the head coach situation there, uh, I'm not sure how how the the team would would respond. Uh, they obviously have a had a good start, just kind of didn't show up against the Bears though. So that's a bummer for Raider Nation, but that that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, see how they look this week uh, in anticipation of the Eagles game. That's so yeah. we'll see. 
Um, great. So I don't have anything else uh, for Mike. I'm Ian. We'll uh, see you after the uh, Eagles play the, the Buccaneers. Uh, thanks for listening.